You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to Hello Sport, motherfuckers. Home of unqualified opinion, unwavering bias. I'm joined today by my darling, sweet friend. He's a little dusty today. It's the day after the grand final. Eddie Simpson, how are you? Tom, pleasure to be here. Little dusty, uh, but the grand final was on last night, so I feel like I'm allowed to be. Well, it's a long weekend as well, so I think you kind of, if ever it's there's It's a long weekend be... in the great state of New South Wales, punters, dribblers, so, you know. You had to let it rip. Let live, you know? I sadly, my work did, doesn't seem to recognise public holidays. Um, Bullshit. So Have you been at work today? Mate, I had three hours sleep last night. Oh. I work at breakfast radio. I had to uh, oh. stay up to watch the game, obviously, and then I got up three hours later. Oh, you poor bastard. Yeah, mate. And then I had a, like a three-hour nap today. You know when you go for a nap, mm. you wake up four hours later, you're like, well, that wasn't a nap. That was just an ex- That was just a short sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I basically napped for longer than my entire sleep last night, and it's fucked my body clock up completely. But Mate, look, that's you know me. That's me getting personal. It's by the by. I didn't know that. That's awful. Man. Yeah. No wonder you wanted to cut our chat short last night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was it. Yeah. Chat. Yeah. Uh, yeah a post game chat. Yeah. Um. But look, it was a glorious. It was a glorious uh, game of rugby league yesterday. I think that's sort of all we're really we're really into talking about footy. It's footy grand final. We might touch on the AFL. It was a hell of a game, but I mean, if you if you want any in depth sort of AF uh, like a a Victorian level uh, sort of deep dive into the AFL grand final, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. You're I not mean, going to get a Victorian's perspective you'll get, on this. You'll get you'll get our take on it. Yeah, you'll get a couple of couple of you know. Couple but if of you're looking for a, a big big debrief, then carry on. Carry on. Next podcast. Skip. Skip. Um, and that's about it, really. So I think without further ado, Eddie, we just sort of, we just roll into what everyone's talking about, which is your game. It's my game. It's God's winter game, Eddie. Yeah. And that's the great game of rugby league. That's the greatest game of all. Okay, so two teams that no one gave a fuck about. We were sort of going in there wanting the Storm to win, Eddie. That was, we were we were kind of, well, we think, were believing in dynasties. We thought yeah. dynasty was the best yarn for the season. Having watched the game last night, I came away with a thing of going like, yeah, look, I mean, I kind of wanted the Storm to win, but I also don't care at all. And I was happy with the outcome. Yeah, I was happy with the outcome. I, I, I It's funny you say that. I couldn't give a rat's ass no. whether Billy Slater went out a fucking champion or not. See, we sort of I tri- sort of realised that halfway through the game. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I couldn't give a shit. I think I tricked myself, I, or I, at least I forgot that I fucking hate Melbourne. Yes. And I fucking hate Queensland. Yeah, look, and I mean... And that's a team full of both. As soon as you see him out there, you just... You get a bit of a fucking sour taste in your mouth, if you, if I'm being honest. Yeah. You know, I'm all for champions and dynasties. I mean, just as much as the next bloke, Absolutely. Tom. I'm a big fan of that sort of stuff. But when you've been pained the way we've been pained... Yeah. ...by Billy and Cam... Yeah. ...over the years, over the decades, you're sort of left with, well, fuck you. I don't want you yeah. to win anymore. No, fuck you guys. And fuck you, blokes. You don't deserve shit. And the narrative actually got way, like my my narrative interest shifted where it was like, well, actually, there is this old dynasty yarn, but I'm actually kind of now hearing like this Cronk. As soon as Cronk got cleared to play, I'm like, well, this is fucking interesting. Very. This interesting. is interesting. How the hell is this going to work? And not knowing what the extent of his injury was, because I'm not a fucking physio or a doctor of any of any note, Eddie. And they never really told you anyway. No, I mean, it was all it was all just. 
bloody guesses, really. Uh, smoke and mirrors, clandestine, exactly. bloody, you know, backroom chats. No one knew fucking what was up and what was down. No. But so, then, so he gets out there. You can tell you can he tell busted he was his fuck, shit. He couldn't mate. even lift his arm. His arm, his left arm did not lift above. He, he made like four passes the whole game. Mate, he, played, he touched the ball twice in the first half. Yeah. He and then, made, well, then if it was four total, it was two in the second half. Zero well. runs. He made more tackles, I think, than he did nine take Nine tackles, didn't miss one. Which is the didn't most impressive thing. There was this one, there was this foot, there was this one, I think it was in the first half, maybe in the second half, maybe second half, where they're on the line and Nelson is so for Solomon, the biggest guy on the motherfucking field has just charged at the line and you can see Kronk doesn't have time to think about it. He's just launched into it with his bad shoulder, which we now oh. know is a fractured scapula punters dribblers. Who knows what a scapula is, but it sounds painful. It sounds important. That's scapula, gee, yeah, painful it, it and sounds, important. It sounds very important to the structural integrity of the shoulder, Eddie. Look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest... Doing your scapula no. and then launching bloody scapula first into a tackle. Into a tackle. No thanks. Some doctor was some doctor I was reading today was saying the injury was akin to what you would see in a car crash. Someone had five weeks off for it this season. Yeah, they said for they say four was to it six Reynolds, weeks. Maybe Josh Reynolds, jo- maybe. Yeah, might yeah. have been. Anyway, five weeks they had off, and he's out there playing in the biggest game of the season. Yeah, and. And what's cool about it is because, like, what I like, you know, he didn't do a whole lot, but in not doing a whole lot, he kind of did a whole. Like, they were sort of talking about like it was the best non-performance ever. Well, they were saying uh, made Luke Carey a fuckload better. You know what I mean? Well, like, he's good. He's had a good season, but that he, last night was the stuff was, of legend. Yeah, that was some. Th- it was the whole like the the Kiri performance and the Kronk performance was a real. It was legendary stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's like the real takeaway moment that everyone will talk about in that game. Like it will be Kronk because he played with a broken arm, but Kiri just. Pulling out his dick and swinging it playing all around six, ANZ Stadium. Playing six and seven, basically. And side to side. side all to side, over the side place. To side. And then Kronk in the background. I watched. Well, I went to the South Roosters game the weekend before and just seeing him in action. Bar- I just watched him for like 10 minutes, just him alone. Yeah. Just watching him bark at everyone. Last night, that went up again because he was basically an on-field coach. That's all he could do. Just barking at everyone. And, and was, Unbelievable. Were you, were you able to listen to the commentary while you were watching it yesterday? No, I was at the pub, so it was right. a bit... So I was listening to the commentary and Freddie was just going... Like, everyone's... Because like, obviously everyone, like, all those dudes are watching Kronk. Like, what the fuck is he... What's he doing here? Yeah. He's not doing much. And it was like... Freddie was like, mate, all he's doing is he's standing on the short side and he, as an option. So he's, he's basically just like a... And again, we're getting into X's and O's here, but I'm repeating other people rather yeah. than giving my opinion. Yeah. They're saying you stand on the short side as an option and basically, uh, you know, they're never going to go to him unless the storm really hold off. So it's just literally like a, it's always going to Kiri unless they're being super lax and then they'll go to Kronk. Yeah. And then when Kiri's kicking, every single time Kiri or anyone kicks, Kronk would just stand as a as a blocker. For every kick, he'd just go and he'd go and protect the kicker the whole game. That was what he did, ah. and then just and then just hung out on the short side for attacking raids, and then just and then just barked, and then just barked mad, barked mad. And what I also like about it and how it worked is, it wasn't just a player rising to the occasion or a player like playing tough. It was like a coaching masterstroke as well. well. That's what it was. It was it was an on-field coach. It, no, no, but I'm saying Trent Robinson going, you know, oh, what? Yes. this is how we're going to do it. But also, but also it shows I think his quality just to be on the field, just to be present. Oh god. So they're yeah. like, mate, we will 
you touch the ball four times the game, make nine tackles, which was huge, but you're not going to see any football. No. But you are worth more on the field than off it. Than so off it. you don't even need to touch the footy and you're better off on the field. You, you just need to be pushing us around, telling us you know where to go, mean? reminding people what to do. Yeah, like you don't even have to play. No. Just stand on just the field stand there, and put a jersey on. We're basically playing with one less player. Just just don't miss tackles. Yeah. That's the only thing we ask That's of all. you. That's all. You just got to aim up in D. And... um. Extraordinary. Even the way that Trent Robinson mastered the whole thing where he's gone, as soon as they found out it was a broken scapula, again, do your own research, punters, dribblers. We aren't quite sure. It's in the shoulder region, though. We can tell It's you up and much. about in that area. It's up in the shoulder region. But as soon as they found that out, they were like, all right, what? They, like, intentionally go, well, let's just tell the media and the people it's a rotator cuff injury because then you have varying degrees of injury. So it can be minor, medium, you know, yeah. media, middle or fucking super fucked. Yeah, yeah. Whereas with a broken scapula, it's a broken scapula, you'll either play or you won't play. So again, it was just, just all to fuck this. with people because no one knew. No, they it was no a fucking knew. job until an hour quiet. before the game. Yeah, not a soul knew. No, and then not until after the game did anyone know it was a broken scapula. And uh, do you reckon they knew that he was going to play the moment they got the diagnosis? No, dude. Apparently, he pulled out on Friday. He called Robo and goes, mate, I can't do it. Can't do it. And then he went and got some more physio and some more work, and he's like, I'm back. And then they're like, fuck, okay, you're back in. Really? Yeah, and then even on game day, he got to, he got past medically fit and still wasn't 100% locked. And they were like, let's just pull the trigger. Apparently it was 30%, basically. Yeah, mate, he couldn't lift it up. Like, you saw the 30%, whole game. 30%, I thought, was generous. Yeah, yeah right? Because, like, 30%. You couldn't pass it. You, you couldn't lift it up. You can't use your arm, bro. Yeah, no, it's, you don't have an arm, bro. Like, 30 seemed very generous. Very generous. Very generous. But, I mean, well done to Cooper. Well done to Cooper. Uh, Hell of a famous performance. Famous performance. Humble at the end of the game. Very humble. Uh, avoided Smith. Well, didn't mention Smith. No, but apparently you vo- avoided him on the field. That so, they didn't shake. So didn't shake at all. He, at all. He, they saw... Cooper apparently saw him coming towards him and changed direction. Or like really? saw him coming up, changed direction. I read that as a tweet from someone that was at the game. Man, that's some and they salt. didn't they didn't they didn't say a word to each other. Well, mate, so Smith- if anyone if anyone's questioning, oh, is there a rift or isn't there? Oh, There's mate, a fucking no, no, no. rift, dude. Smith- this is Grand Canyon stuff. Yeah, this is some big shit. Smith- Cam Smith in his like post in his uh, like losers captain acceptance speech. Not that he had to here, but he went into, like, thanks to the Roosters, saying congratulations, Trent, and to Boyd, uh, no mention of of Cronk. Again, not that he had to there, because that's mainly just captain coach stuff, but then Cronk was getting interviewed by Joey afterwards. Yeah, this was bigger. And this is where he's going. This is bigger. This is where he's going, like, oh, and I just want to thank, you know, a special shout-out to, like, to Ryan Offen and Billy Slater, like, two people that really influenced my career at the Storm and really appreciate it. And you're just like... Holy shit, bro. Yeah. That's as obvious as you like. Thanks, Melbourne. Thanks, good Thank- mates, and who've made him a better person and a better footballer. What's he done? Billy What's Slater happened? and Ryan Hoffman. No mention of Cameron Smith. Are you fucking kidding me? Is Mate. it because he's missed his wedding? Is it like, I mean, maybe. Can you be that serious? Maybe you could be. Maybe you could be. Or maybe Cam, because a lot of it was like Cam was just a fucker to him once he decided to leave. Really? So he's just fucking, he's just... 
It could just be Cam was being a prick and then Cooper was like, fuck you. Like, I mean, who knows, dude? It'll come out at some point. Oh, it'll come out. You know what? It'll probably be less cool than what you want it to be. So, I mean, I think it, right now it's probably best to speculate as much as possible on the topic. Oh, let's speculate, baby. So, uh, you know. Probably, but that's probably it. He probably was so fucking salty that he was going and leaving and going to the Roosters. And then dogged his wedding. And then dogged his wedding. And then it's probably just been back and forth bullshit ever yeah. since. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And probably from two super competitive people like Let's be honest, I think really competitive people can probably be quite petty as well. You know oh, what I mean? I think it's pretty... I think it could be pretty Competitive petty. cunts don't like to lose, and even if it's not a an actual game sense, but, you know, like, Cam's upset because he loses Kronk from, for competitive reasons, so he's cut, and then Kronk's like, well, that's you're an asshole. I'm just chasing my dreams. Now you're going to dog my wedding? Yeah. Not a sporting thing, but he's competitive. He wants his mate to be at the wedding. Now he feels like he's lost something because this guy isn't at his wedding. So now, you know, they're not shaking hands. Who can get the one up? Who can leave who out of speeches? Yeah, petty. It's petty competitive stuff. It, unless uh, unless there's a little more sauce. Unless there's some sauce, which I mean? we've heard some sauce. Well, we've heard sauce. I think a lot of rugby league fans have heard some sauce. Oh, man. I but, mean, you, you, know, know, you know the rich sauce yeah, we're talking we know about. Yeah, you know the rich sauce with which we speak. But, <laughs> you know, the sauce is also a little grubby, and we don't... You can't speculate. That's, uh, that's a bridge too far in terms of speculation. Yeah, look, I mean, we're just going to let it hang there. We can speculate amongst ourselves you know off I mean? mic. Yeah, we're just going to let that hang there, though. Mm. Maybe maybe that rich sauce has got something to do hey, with this broth. Maybe it does. Maybe someone's maybe just bringing that sauce to the boil. Maybe it's for a different dish. Who knows? Could be, though. It could be. This That sauce could be in this dish. That could be in this but dish. But it also may not be. It might be a completely different dish. Now, if you are sitting at home listening to this going, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> Just go ask one of your friends who's maybe a little more rugby league uh, knowledgeable. Yeah. More knowledgeable in the game uh, of rugby league than more you. More literate? More literate. More rugby league literate. And just go, hey... Any rumours surrounding Cam Smith that you could tell me? Yeah. Is, is, is it been up to anything? Is there any, around the World Cup? Are there any are there any rumours about Cam Smith that I haven't heard? Did anything happen in Townsville? Just say that. Or even just in general. Or just in general. Because you know what I mean? Yeah. Is there any... Just just give me some Cam Smith rumours. Yeah, yeah. Just Again, general ones. Rumours, but... Rumours and... Innuendo, a little bit of innuendo. Salacious gossip sauce. So, look, I mean, I think... It was a little disappointing, though, that they didn't shake hands on it. Yeah. It's like Billy and him had a beautiful hug. Oh, wonderful. It was a warming moment. A war- like, yeah, it was a lovely embrace. A lovely embrace. I think that was a little disappointing. Uh, I think I got the vibe of Cooper during his speech that he almost felt a little guilty. Well, I think he just... Yeah, I, th- I can understand oh, that. that was he just sort of the guy that... No, I can understand that. Oh, that's just that. his demeanour. No, but I can understand that. That's Because, like, I mean, let's be honest. He will always identify as a Melbourne player, you would assume, right? Yes. To a degree. Obviously, you, you can't fucking play 15 years at the Storm, win all these prams, and then... Well, he's won five, five now. now. Five. So he's one off equaling the record if he goes around again. Um, oh, my God. And he's the first player for, like, 50 years to go back-to-back. Is he five players. and three? Was he, yes, in, was, there, was he there in 06? Yeah, was. five and three. It's an incredible grand final record. Yeah. And uh, he's gone back-to-back with two different clubs. Do you, reckon he, do you reckon he just sort of flashed Cam a little five? Quite possibly. Well, not talking, or just like went to shake his hand and then just held up five he just rings. held up five. Like, had his rings on. Well, actually, so this brings... All five of them and This brings off. into something I wanted to talk about in terms of premiership rings, and this is sort of just like a public service announcement for uh, all the Roosters players. Obviously, someone like Cooper... He only has a certain amount of fingers, right, yeah. with which he can wear rings. So, like, he's got five. It's, it takes up a hand. But many of you Roosters boys have just got your first ring. 
And I just would like to ask that you don't wear them on anything but your pinky and your ring finger. If you're wearing your, your premiership ring on your pointer finger, I'm going to have to take it off you. <laughs> it just looks ridiculous. I don't understand. I don't understand how you even think of it and go, oh, let's put it there on my point of view. You may as well wear it in your thumb. You know what I mean? Well, I was about to say, have we seen any thumbmen? If you wear your rings on your middle finger, I think pointer finger is the worst. Thumb's the worst, but I don't think anyone does. No. Thumb is by far the thumb, worst. Thumb's the worst. But you've got to be a bit of a sick fuck well, to put it on your thumb. To put thumb. it on your thumb, I would think so. Don't you? I would think so. So thumb, you, you, if you're going to get stripped of your ring if you wear it on your thumb, middle finger, pointer finger, in that order as well, in t- descending order in terms of grossness. Yeah. It's so got to be pinky it's, it's or be, ring. It's got to be the back half of the hand. It's those back two, baby. Pinky or your ring finger. Even Kronk should honestly have three on one hand, two on the other. Oh, but it's there'd be something nice about like, having one, just one bling. Do you know what I mean? Hand. I'm talking about when he wakes up in the morning, probably today, puts his robe on, probably puts them all on one hand, and then directly has like a five thing, a fi- like a five ring rub, yeah. possibly. But maybe he just goes out and ca- like I don't know, maybe goes out and collects the the newspaper just with five on, and just sort of flushes. Well, because his other hand's fucked as well, so yeah, you may it's well in the brace, and you he's do just everything walk- with this yeah. good hand, shake hands with it. Well, you, you absolutely shake hands with it, and you go, oh, sorry about my. Rings. Sorry about my fingers, they're just fucking... My hand is an extra few kilos heavier because I'm adorned yeah. with rings. And I tell you, that performance raises Kronk's oh, level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As, like, where he's standing in the game. Well, that you know what it does? You know what it does is the Roosters have had fucking stud sides for a couple of years now. Five, probably. Stud, mm. stud sides. Well, fucking four minor prems in the last six years. Yeah. Uh, and now they've got another premiership. But it just goes to show, if you get that elite half... Like a cronk? Yes. You, you, prem's a... Prem de la prem. You can, you can prem up. Yeah. And look, I mean? and this is no knock on Mitch, but I just don't know that you would have seen Mitch pull in a performance like that. Well, I mean, look, let's be honest, Cronk didn't do anything in that game, but Mitch isn't the sort of man to lead and coach a team out on the field. Mitch probably wouldn't have played. But even Mitch probably... I've never seen Mitch play like Kiri played in that game. Oh, Kiri was fucked up. Kiri was fucked up. And if you... like Cronk, being an on-field coach... Last night. Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the, the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need... Uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month. And if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love ya. Punters and Dribblers, the podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, Nay, the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, 
I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, there's also obviously the about even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit, having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I are. liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a t- it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. There if you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop. Bang, rosé on there, code manly, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. Would have absolutely elevated his game, surely. 100%. But also they were saying, Kiri, like Trent Robinson again after the game said, as soon as they found out Kronk was injured last week, Kiri was walking around training going, I don't give a fuck if he's playing or not. This is how I'm going to play. This is how we're going to win. Like straight away to the point where Robbo was like, I thought I was going to have to go tell him to pull his head in because he was just so adamant like, fuck it. I'm not, he's not being like throwing shade at Cooper. He's just going, fuck it. We can't Just if he's not confident. playing. If he's not playing, fuck it. This is how I'm going to win the game. This is the way I'm going to play. Is what we're going to do, and essentially that's just how he did it. And Cronk was even like, "Yeah, you know, I read in the media that Luke had come out and said he didn't care how he didn't care whether I was playing or not." And you know, a little bit harsh, but I actually, but you know, like he's yeah, having a laugh because yeah, he wasn't there. Obviously, yeah, he was. Off getting physio out the arse. Out the Um, But I just thought that was cool. Good to see Luttrell absolutely bitch Chambers again. I was just about to say, uh, at the start of the game, I I was sort of into the narrative that we've just discussed about Cameron Smith and Billy Slater going back to back. But then as I watched the game, I started to turn my attention to a young throbber in Luttrell Mitchell, a young young New South Welshman. He's a pin-up poster boy for elite emerging young throbbers in the game rugby. Yeah, I mean, he's he's about as elite as you're going to get in terms of young throbbers, Tom. Yes. And just seeing him bitch chambers again, really got him. He's got his fucking number now. Chambers is his bunny. Like Chambers, it's almost time to retire, bro. After what? Well, mate, he's just Chambers has just missed out. He's lost his Australian spot. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it had to happen. See you, bro. Yeah, sorry, bro. You're not. It's not like Gi's going to lose his spot, bro. Gi's skipping the Uh, nation. He's skipping now, champ. So sorry, Chambers, you're Uh, out. Bedtime for you, mate. Yeah, bedtime for you. Much like Origin. But I, I I just will. I can't. I can't tell you how in and around Latrell I am. Trell, huge Trell fan. Huge Trell fan. You know, Trell would be great to get on the podcast. Love to get Trell on the potty. If you're out there, Trell. Trell, if you're out there, mate, reach out. I realise you're probably you're probably bending right now. Look, we may even, uh, you know, hook up with a couple of the Roosters boys later. Mate, couple of beers. Look, what, I, we, been, we've been in text, you know, just chatting yeah, a couple we're, of. We're we're but Trell, love for you to come on whenever you're ready, mate. You're a young throbber, elite young throbber. We might even 
get Crichton to get you if we get Crichton. That'd be nice. That'd be a nice touch. I think that'd be a beautiful touch. They know each other. New yeah, they played exactly. They played for the state. I so we just went back to just back to him bitching Chambers, which yeah. he did. Mm. That try he scored when he gets horizontal. Yeah, where he steps Chambers almost seems like he's bitched. He's so in Chambers' head that he was able to just. It wasn't like the step was out of this world, Ponga. Ponga vision, you know what I mean? It was just like a solid step. It was thrown him off. It, it was, was like, your it was your regulation off the left. It was kind of like it was it was actually as much as it was great from Trell, which it was. It was particularly piss weak from Chambers. But that's the effect he's that's got the on effect him now. that Trell has on you him. Know yes, what I mean? and then Trell drags him over the sideline a little later and throws him into the fucking you know into the barriers and starts jeeing him up. And you're like, mate, yeah. Trell has just got you, Chambers. He's got fucking you. love that. Yeah, absolutely loved it. He's got you. all goes back to Freddie apparently in, in Blues camping. Like, don't let, don't take his shit, mate. Yeah, just he's go a beat up. Yeah. Go after him. Like, go after him. Fucking give it to him. Boyd called a hell of a year. Hell of a year. First first uh, New South Wales captain to win Origin and uh, the premiership since Steve Mortimer. Really? Yep. So there's a little bit of trivia for you, punters, dribblers. Drop that one if you're trying to impress your sporting mates and you're a bit of a beater around the office. Yeah, but stay with a bit of confidence. Oh, you you've know? got to. You've got to deliver get, it with confidence. Don't get the names wrong. Don't say you heard it on a podcast. I mean, unless you want to credit the podcast, of course, but just sort of say it with some, oh, mate, are you kidding me? You know, Boyd, he killed it. He's actually the first He's the first captain of New South Wales to then go on to win the premiership. Like, Just go, uh, fuck, I'm pretty sure. If I remember correctly. Yeah, like almost as if you're doing it off recall. Yeah, that's it. You know what I mean? That's it. You, you, want, to, you want people to think that you have this incredible rugby league recall. Yeah, that's it. Elite rugby league knowledge, as so, you uh, get from Hello Sport. As you stand at the water cooler tomorrow, beat a punter and dribbler, whoever yeah. you are. Whatever beaters whatever are there. Whatever beater, punter, dribbler you are. Drop it at the water coolers yeah. and just let us know how it went. Yeah, just tell us how, how it How was it received? Give us some feedback. It'd be good to know about your delivery timing, conviction, and then obviously the response from whoever you've told it to. And if you if it didn't if it didn't come off too well, self-evaluation, why not? We might be able to help you. We might know. be able to help you. What happened? What went wrong? But there's a stat for you. I don't know if I got too much else. I think I think just to fucking bow it. Yeah. I think it shows how fucking hard it is. Nine impossible in these in these current salary cap days. To go back to back. Yep. Don't know if they had a better shot. There couldn't have been a better shot. Than I don't last think there's time. been a better shot since that time. I guess you could say there has been a couple because they've been in fucking multiple back to back grand finals and so the Roosters. But there, it seemed like the most likely of any time in recent memory where I thought, okay, there's going to be a back to back here. I was convinced. Yeah, I thought it was me. I think most people were like, it's a fucking shoe in. Shout out to Ed Liston as well, friend of ours, Roosters fan. I'm gonna, I'm prepared to give him a shout out here. He's a, he's a look. He's he's from the country and he says he's a Roosters fan, but I'm prepared. He's to. from Glen Innes. He's from Glen so, Innes, you know right? What I mean. So like, if you, you want to Google I mean. where that is and then try and work out the sort of how he's become a Roosters fan. Probably, I think the first time I heard him talk about the Roosters was 2013. So I don't know whether it's necessarily. Been I think a it was. I think. I think it was deep into September in, 2013. in, in 2013. I would even say the last weekend in September. I think it might have been last weekend September 2013. Uh, when the Roosters scored and they took the lead. That's it. He got. He he just been given a voucher to Rebel Sports, and they were all out of jerseys. 
He just picked one up randomly. In fact, I think it may have even been bought for him. Mm, mm. Uh, it happened to be a Roosters one. It was the second half, and he decided to go for the Roosters. That's the first time I heard of it. Yeah. But it, fair, fair play to him. He's been a fan since then through all of their minor premierships and purchasing of top-line players. And now they're... Purchased premiership in 2018. Well, he's reached the promised land. He's reached the promised land. He's out at the game. I'm sure he's very excited. Congratulations, Ed. Um, let's hope for many more years of continued purchase-based success. Um, but no, back-to-back just seems like it's fucking impossible. And I'm kind of down with that. I'm cool. I was also... I'm, I'm fucking cool with it. And, and when someone does it, and they will eventually, it's going to be extra sick yeah do you know well, what I mean it's, the, the just because you'll be able to look back and go well they couldn't do it well they couldn't do it well they no couldn't one's do it, it. Well, no one's do it. and look it was it was. I hope the Chooks don't do it next year with the well, port side that, as they fucking drop Angus Crichton as they the bring in Angus Crichton do you know what I mean yeah who's on 800 apparently oh, and then Cooper's on a million plus Kiri be on fucking what eight seven Tedesco's eight. on nine I mil think. I think what's fucking what's Boyd Cordner on what's Jake Friend on what's Dylan Napper on I mean they are so fucking far over the salary cap it's not even fucking funny it's actually it's actually sickening Trell Mitchell fucking Daniel Tupac oh my god Joseph Manu who's a throbber oh he's a fucking throbber Joey Manu oh Blake Ferguson no he's gone Blake's gone to para oh yeah okay well he's a bit of pressure there. yeah well I guess he's a gun Blake as well but look there's look obviously wildly cheating the salary cap that's that's to be expected all we're saying is wildly cheating but like everyone cheats but everyone cheats as we as Brett Finch said to us last week, or whenever we spoke to him, the great Brett Finch, the great Brett Finch. Thanks again for coming on. Everyone's doing it. Yeah, so I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. I'm just not. I'm gonna, just saying. I'm, I'm going to acknowledge the Roosters are doing it the best. I'm just saying that when you drop and you know if you you drop an Angus Crichton next to you on that coin, you've just got it. You've just won the premiership, and now you're going to slide one of the elite throbbers of our game into your back row and Angus Crichton, mm. one of the elite throbbers, Eddie. And then Kronk comes back for another Kronk, season. Kronk could he's still got a year to go on that on that contract. Well, I think it was a year with an option for a second. Yeah, look, he could easily retire. It wouldn't be a bad way to go out on that legendary note. But I mean, fuck, you could also just go around again. You're already living over the east. If Gets, he goes around know, again, he'll be second most capped ever. Yes. So I mean, you sort of forget with Cooper what he's done. He's cre- he's creeping up, and especially of, like, that the game. Numbers. But that game. Elevated him to another level in my mind of legendary status. Yes, where it was like that's actually you've fucking done it all. You've put one Origins, Grand Finals, World Cups, and you've always been playing with your Thurston Smith Slaters, and so all in that immortal chat. Which no, you're not in the immortal chat, but you are one of the greatest halfbacks ever. You, I think that's fair to say you're one of the all-time greats. Yeah. You're not in the immortal chap, but mate, you're in the but, all-time great yarns, Crunk. You're in the you're you're the rung below, mate. There's no yeah. shame in that. No, you're a Hall of Famer. Oh fuck yeah, you're a Hall of Famer. You're a Hall of Famer every day of the week, and you're at the top tier Hall of Fame. You're just oh, yeah. not an immortal. Sorry, bro. That's a. And I'm but sure, like, but I'm but sure no, he's. I'm he, sure he's. He, cool I'm with pretty that. sure he'd sleep pretty well. I'm pretty sure. he'd All we're saying well. is, you know, Joey John, you know, first, and that's no. what we're saying. We're just saying you're not in one of the thirteen greatest plays of all time. Yeah. That's all, but an elite throbber nonetheless. Correct. Uh, so, look, congratulations to the Roosters. I mean... The Storm had nothing also, just quickly. The Storm, the Storm just, played the worst game of the season. They had nothing. Probably their worst game of the season. Yeah. And Billy Slater in the post-patch interview was like, mate, we trained fucking well this week. Preparation could not have been more perfect. 
and Roosters they got, just came out. They got fucking, fucking mauled them. to death in, in the first twenty minutes. That like that first set of defensive set from the Roosters. I was like, oh fuck, mate. And they were stayed. It just fucking rattled them, and they never recovered. No, rattled the shit out of them. Had no go forward at all. It was good. Loved it. Loved it. Up the Chookies. Obviously hate the Chooks, though. Hate the Chooks. Hate the Storm. I'm, 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 prepared, I'm prepared to say well done. Well, I'm That's absolutely prepared to say well done, but hate the Chooks, hate the Storm. Yeah. I think we can say that. Shit clubs. Shit clubs. Shit clubs. Shit cunts. But shit. great players. Not the, the players. Oh, great, great players. Shit, shit fans. Shit though, fans. And shit people. Shit people uh, in terms of, like, fans. Shit cl- colours. Shit club colours fans. Obviously Logos, fans. mascots. Uh, but having said that, please reach out. Latrell Mitchell. Also, maybe a James Tedesco vibe. Uh, Teddy, reach out. Latrell, reach out. out. Uh, Angus Crichton, if you're Re- listening, obviously, obviously reach, reach out. out. Uh, Joe Johns as well, if you're Joey listening. Joe Johns, if you're still around, please reach out. Uh, we have... Crichton did say he was coming on after, after the season, right? So we have then hit him up again on Graham. But he hasn't seen the message yet. So we'll keep you posted. There's a chance he just doesn't open it. But we'll see. Chance. He never opens. There's a, a, a hell of a chance. There's a hell of a chance. Rich. Uh, Eddie, I'm really excited to talk to you about the Wallabies. Did you stay up till 1.30 at night to, 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 to watch that one? Of course. Look, not much more to go here today, but I would like to hand out a VB as we do. Uh, to I'm handing it out to some journalists today, Eddie. Okay. You'll uh, you'll be uh, happy to know. I don't know if happy's the right word. No, you will. You will. You'll like this. They're friends of ours. We've been friends with these journos for a long time. Talking about Clancy and Errol from the Batuta Advocate, Eddie. Oh, friends of ours. Real real good friends of ours, Clancy and Errol. Oh, that's different. Well, they're respected Australian journalists, you know what I well, mean? Well, that's different. They're, they're, you know, oldest newspaper in the country. Oh, fantastic work. Uh, you know, friends. They're an institution of the nation, Eddie. But I just wanted to uh, give them a VB or a Batuta Bitter, I guess. They're probably more inclined to have this week. But it's our show, so we'll give them a VB. We're going to give them a VB because it's our It's our show. show. It's I'm our... not giving them their own beer. No, of course it not. It has a word. You don't give a man something he's already got. And you don't... You don't hand out anything less than a frosty VB for man or performance of the week. Performance of the week on Hello Sport. Man now, of the match. Now, hold on. But that being said, now, if if the boys wanted to sponsor the podcast with Batuta Bitter, then obviously our allegiance hey, has changed hey, overnight. Hey, look, look, we're, we're pretty... We're pretty fickle. We're pretty. We're, we could change, and you know, we flop on the whip. We were going for the storm before this podcast, before the grand final. We were going for the roosters by the end of it. Yeah. You know, just to give you a vibe of how we can, fickle we are. We're, we're, we're prepared to flop, but flop about. We're if flop, the price is wrong. We're floppers for a price. Uh, but got to give the boys a VB this week because coming into Connor Kabib this weekend, boys wrote uh, a wonderful article um, that got. Picked up by... Remind the punter and the I dribble. will remind the, the punter and the dribbler. So, uh, Conor McGregor's team bug local pub to hear what fan reckons will help him beat Khabib. So, very, very good journalism here. So, I'll just give you a bit of the, uh, the, the article here. An unlikely c- tactic of Conor McGregor's team has emerged today after a small covert listening device was found under the table at Batuta's Imperial Hotel. The advocate can confirm that head coach John Kavanagh has been planting bugs in pubs all across Batuta in the lead-up to, to Conor's fight against Dagestanian Khabib Namagamadov. He's done this to bore into what he calls an untapped source of mixed martial arts expertise. 
Kavanaugh was quoted as saying, so they've obviously spoken to Kavanaugh already. Yeah. You've got to look for answers in unexpected places. And these groups of intoxicated men with no MMA experience whatsoever offer just that. <laughs> so to get that sort of a scoop off the coach, Conor McGregor, who Huge. then I've seen on Twitter today, John Kavanaugh's actually shared the article, Eddie. Huge. Huge, mate. Huge. Well, to it be just, getting that. just shows, goes to show how respected and revered the paper is. That's it. So to Clancy and Errol, here's a VB for you, boys. Have a VB for some fine top-shelf journalism. That's it. And, Eddie, do you and I have anything else to report this week, or are we done? We're done. I just wanted to get your predictions on Connor. Oh, yeah. We may as we well. Go. Before we go, look. Uh, and if you don't know what we're talking about, you need to remove yourself, get the whip out, and, and yeah, yeah. punish yourself. Punish yourself mercilessly. For not knowing that the biggest fight in UFC history is coming up this weekend. Connor versus Khabib. I've got Connor inside two rounds, similar to the Eddie Alvarez fight. I see it looking, I see it being very much like the Eddie Alvarez fight. Yeah. I think Khabib gets overwhelmed, and I think Connor makes him look like a little fucking schoolgirl. And this is obviously also what I want. As much as what? No, but like I'm not gonna I'm 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 not gonna come on here and tell you something that I don't want. To. Well, but also much to the article that we that the Batuta boys got, the scoop that Batuta boys got. I wouldn't be surprised if John Kavanaugh's got this room bugged because we know nothing about MMA. Oh, he'd, he'd bug this fucking room. He'd be he'd do well to bug this room. I will say this about Khabib: Khabib has fought no one of merit. If That's, you go on, yeah. if you go under his, if you go under his um, list of people he's fought, yeah, his fight record, fight record. Thank you very much. You will not recognize a single name. No. Except maybe Illa Quinta. Ally Quinta, the last guy. The guy he fought. he fought for the title, and that went the distance, and he looked like a sloppy fucking he's fought, Look, guy. he's fought a couple of guys, Edson Barboza and I think Michael Johnson, I think his name is. But, again, no one. He's fought no one who's fought for They're a title. They're like top 30 contenders. He's fought bro. no one who's fought for a title. No. He's, fought, he's fought bums. Yeah. Bums. And now he's fighting the big dog, the alpha. Now, look, obviously, we'll and be I, watching it this weekend, Eddie, but I've also got to let you know this. I have just entered into a month of that alcohol. Have you? I'm doing Sober October. Well, I'll be in Byron this Sunday. Oh, no. What? That's controversial. Yes, it is. What are you doing this Sunday? Just going up there for a little uh, getaway. Oh, is this you and your, your beautiful baby girl's uh, anniversary? Yeah. Congratulations to you and Ella, the lovely Ella. Thank Eight you, years mate. together. That's wonderful. Thanks, man. So, Punish Dribbles, if you feel like sliding into Eddie's DMs, giving him a congrats, at Eddie Simpson <laughs> on Instagram. But also, if you want to catch up with Hello Sport, at Hello Sport Podcast on Instagram for all the latest shit, and that is at Eddie Simpson on Instagram <laughs> to send him a congratulations on his eight-year anniversary to lovely Ella. All right. Thanks, mate. We're done. Really, really warms the heart. We're done, motherfuckers. See you next week. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? Hello again, Sydney. I'm Lee Lin Chin. Remember, the train line between Epping and Chatswood is now closed, so it can be upgraded for the Sydney Metro Northwest. In the meantime, there's Station Link, a high-frequency bus service that takes you from station to station on seven different routes. I know it's a big change, but there's light at the end of the tunnel. Plan your trip. Visit transportnsw.info. Authorised by the New South Wales Government, Sydney.